Hey, 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 Sayers. Who missed me? I know all of you did. My inbox tells me so. From the overflow to the dwindling down, like, excuse me, um, where are you? I literally had someone to tell me yesterday, oh, I remember that podcast, what she say? So sarcastic. I didn't have to take that. <laughs> I took a much needed break. And a lot, a lot has changed in my life. We will definitely catch up on multiple episodes and recap all of those things and all of those changes that I've gone through, dealt with, and overcome. But for now, we're just going to catch up, touch bases, and of course, I have a topic for you guys today. So, with my homemade mimosa... Yes, I took a glass of orange juice, poured in wine, and dropped in some blackberries. Get into it. <laughs> we are going to run off on the conversation of building friendships versus starting a relationship. There is truly a difference in how we go about doing it, especially when it comes to asking the hard questions and trying to stop avoiding the red flags. We see those things that we don't like, and yet we do because we're happy that someone is in our lives. But having someone there to fill in a spot in your bed, when first of all, it's the summertime, it's too hot for that, move over. <laughs> or just having someone on your arm, is it really of that importance that you skip over the things that are really no's for you just for a couple of yeses. So my whiskey drink is in the back. My scotch drink is on the side. My foreign and American wine drink is in the front row. Let's sip on it and talk about it. Are you ready? Because I am. Sayers. So, as I sit here and I sip on my homemade mimosa, yes, I pulled out orange juice and I pulled out wine. I dropped in some blackberries and called it a day. <laughs> I'm sitting here just wondering about how are we going about meeting new friends? Because I first would hope that we're not purposely looking for relationships, that we are taking our time to getting to know friends, seeing if a friendship could even work. Because if a friendship can't work, then our previous cycles should show that a relationship won't work either. So doing better and going forward into the next century, 
how can we improve that? Honestly, by asking the hard questions. We deal with all the cute stuff in the beginning that we don't even pay attention to the warning signs. Or rather, I should say, we see the warning signs, but don't take heed to them. Because we're still in that beginning honeymoon stage. A honeymoon stage that shouldn't even exist with just friends. Granted, don't get me wrong. There definitely should be an attraction there, an infatuation, not too much of lusting because then it'll give us the false illusions that we could be in love or just love period we should be slow snailing these friendships that we hope would get us to the long-term goal of what we want some of us just really only want friends you're engaging with people who want a relationship you don't match all because you're infatuated with a person alone, infatuation will, infatuation will not get you what you want. It's only going to leave you disappointed and a heartache in the long run. So, are we meeting people and saying, hey, listen, I eventually want to get married. I have no time to waste and I'm not here for games. Or are we saying, oh, I like this conversation that you've grown accustomed to what I want to hear and feeding me. That's not the great way to go. If you're looking for that long term end goal of being married, having children or having paw pets for children, by all means, that should be something discussed up front. Don't be over nobody's house visiting and they got a cat and you can't stand cats. You kicking that cat on the low when they go in the next room to go get you another glass of wine. It's not okay. You hate cat hair all over your clothes, but yet you're going to deal with this person just because you think you like them. Some things are a hard stop. And when it comes down to your happiness and you mistreating people or their pets wrong behind their back then we have an issue let's take more time out asking the real questions the hard questions not being so caught up in the beginning phase of oh i like her oh he's got he's really cute his big game on point <laughs> no sis that's not what we get ready to do that's not what we're going to intend to do to get ourselves caught up into something where our feelings are involved and the other person is on a whole different page. We're forcing people to be something that they don't even want to be. It's, it's for some people, they look at it as is a harsh thing to just be able to cut your feelings off. But in all reality, we all should be able to do that, to put a pause, to put a break, to understand that, yeah, we hung out a few times. Yeah, you cool. But that doesn't mean that I like you enough to say I love you and that this is definitely going to be forever because people are going to show you what they want to show you in the beginning. You got to wait for that mess to fall. Sometimes people genuinely want the same thing that you want. So therefore, there's no mask needed. But when you're trying too hard to fit into somebody else's bubble because you like the way they look on your arm, mm, it's going to get stuffy in that bubble. 
and eventually somebody has to pop it. Be brave enough to pop it from the inside and instead of the outside elements really getting a hold to you and you realizing I'm just too cluttered and too clustered, stuck in this space that I can't do it anymore. I got to get out. Don't let it get to the point that now you're waiting for the other person to break up with you because you couldn't do it. Now that person's sitting there wondering how you can move on so easily because you've been gone. But you force yourself to stay in something that you did not want. Let's be realistic with people. Hey, I want to take it slow. Do a check-in. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a kind of way. I think I want more. Let's communicate about it. Definitely let's have a conversation to say, yeah, I, f- I feel like, you know, I want this to go somewhere else too. But know that that's what you both really want to do and not an assumption of what you think a person is doing through their actions. A person can be catering and can be very caring and give you the world. When it's you and them, it's you and them. But don't take that as, oh, they're falling in love with me. Take that as what it is and what they say it is. And if you really want more, don't hold your tongue. Because closed mouths don't get fed and you've been and lost the person that you think you're building something with. All because you didn't open up your mouth and say how you really felt. Let a person stick you in a friend zone and my gosh, you will be stuck there. If that's not what you wanted and you really wanted more from this person, even if that person is saying they only want friendship, then you should back off. Because you're going to get caught up again in your infatuation and really liking this person that you're going to hurt yourself when they blatantly said that's not what they wanted. You guys have touched bases and communicated to see that this is or is not where it's going to go. Acknowledge it and keep it moving. Hey, Sayers. Over here at What She Say, we absolutely love the feedback. So continue to keep it rolling in. Hit us up via email at mytalkingheart2017 at gmail.com. Oh, hold up. Don't forget to give us a call at 346 346- 306-1010. Again, it's 346-306-1010. And shout outs to the IG page, my underscore talking heart. Again, my underscore talking heart. Keep in touch, guys. So... What are the hard questions? What are some of the hard questions? An easy one. Do you like pets? Some people will kill and will die for their pets. Their pets are like their children and they don't play. Be honest. Ask and answer truthfully. Do you like pets? Another one. Where do you see yourself in five years? Now, 
I know this is such a cliche of a question, but the true answer to this question is not what you think somebody want to hear that your goals is. If a person doesn't get a silent smile until it looks like their face going to crack or they brings them to tears, that's not a true passion. That's not what they really want to see themselves in five years. A person telling you about where they see themselves in five years is a person that's really doing something currently pushing towards their goal, not stating something that they would like to start doing and then get there. Because at some point, they're going to get so caught up in the relationship with you that you're wondering like, so when are you going to start that five-year goal or that that where you want to see yourself? When are you going to start that? Because a day-to-day life will get you so caught up into the busyness that you will not get to do what you say, air quotations, that you want it to do. Now, it's not always deliberate that we do that, but being caught up in a relationship, you lose sight of the things that you wanted for yourself and you, as you should, think about you two together. But... When you get so caught up in your relationship, you forget about where you are. And we said this some episodes back, not losing yourself in the title. So, yeah, when you ask a person, where do you see yourself in five years? It's not about what they say, because a rehearsed line can sound great. But is there a true reaction to it? How do they really feel? What do they look like when they said it? Is this really where you see yourself going? Are you really making moves to get there? Because every day we have the opportunity to do a little bit more towards our goals and get to what we want. Piggybacking off of that, another question. What are your true passions? What excites you? What do you really find a fulfillment out of? Is your current place of employment, is that just your paycheck? Or is it really your career that you've invested time into and it's really a passion for you? Do you just really show up every day? Is your next job even relatable to the last job that you had? Because don't get me wrong, there are definitely people in the fast food industry and they stick that out. That's what they, uh, they that's what they thrive for. And don't get me wrong, they, they're, they are passionate about it. And those are the people who progress to, you see, become managers, regional managers, district managers. Same thing within the hotel industry. Yeah, you, they may work at the front desk for some years, but they work another job, they're going right back doing the same thing they have progressed themselves to levels up a person that show up for a paycheck is okay and comfortable with staying at the same level they have done hospitality for six years and they still in the same place when do you elevate don't do something just for the sake of it's a paycheck knowing that the paycheck is gone before you get it what's really your real passion Are you trying to see yourself doing something of your own? Everybody don't have that entrepreneur bug. So therefore, don't look for a person to say, oh, well, I'm starting my business and doing. No, don't put that much pressure on somebody to expect them to say that they're starting a business. But at the same time, if a person is in that process of starting a business, commend them. 
Becoming an entrepreneur is no easy task. It's harder than working for someone else, working for yourself. Talked to a friend the other day and we're talking about the growth of her business. And I'm just like sitting in awe, just so excited and happy for her as her business is growing. She said she hurt herself in the job literally out of habit. She had left the doctor's office, turned around to go back to get a doctor's note on the way back. (laughs) She realized, who am I giving this doctor's note to? (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. You don't give your own self a doctor's note. You are the boss. But business must go on. Another hard question. And probably the biggest Because as friends, we don't worry about it. In a relationship, we tend to not worry about it. And my goodness, people, the one of the highest rates of marriage failures, we don't get into it. Finances. Now, this person don't got to break it down to you and tell you how much for certain they make an hour, how much they make a week, because they have their own personal bills outside of what could be a relationship between the two of you. But... If y'all can't talk about how each other manages money and how each other can cope with money and pay their bills, then we got an issue. Because now here it is, two years down the line, y'all was so in love, y'all got married, and you don't realize that she is $50,000 in debt and not school loans. That's not okay because guess what? That's both of your debts now. You trying to figure out how y'all moved in together and the lights don't get paid, light bill don't get paid on time, but yet y'all can always go out and go party and go eat. The priority is not right. And by all means, understand and know that a relationship is, can, you cannot build on just love alone. I learned the hard way from a previous ex that love, a relationship is built off of love and business on a small scale of business because we need to know how to function together and if we can't function together financially then we got ourselves a problem because who gonna make sure that we got a roof over our head which shouldn't be left only on one person just the same way putting gas in the car shouldn't be left up to one person but If you have an equal agreement and everybody is on one accord as to who handles what, the business aspect is done. Because guess what's going to happen? When shit don't get done, it's frustration. And then guess what? I can't even think about laying down and having sex with you when it is it. I'm trying to figure out if we're going to get put out tomorrow. (laughs) Have the finances correct along with the love. Because I ain't never seen no electric company take love for a payment. Another question. Do you want to get married? Don't look at a person with five eyes when they say they want to get married. And you're like, no, I'm more of the let's go with the flow, ride it out kind of person. Going with the flow. We don't have no goals set here. We're going with the flow. Not only that, but I want to be more so ensured that this is really us. Our relationship, you can walk out anytime. 
unfortunately emerge you can do anything with your own two feet but are you really committed to the vows that you say when you get married so when that person sits across the table from you and tell you yes i do look to get married are you really set and are you really built for that type of commitment Sometimes people know early on, I'm not a commitment type of person. But don't waste somebody's time and say, it could be, it could be. And then here it is six years later, and you still wondering, it could be, it could be. If I was good enough to lay up with and be with and be your ride or die and have your back, knowing that all other aspects are taken care of and you don't see it fit, to make that type of commitment to acknowledge to the world that it's you and I, that's not okay. But to each his own. Again, you could be that person on the other side of the table that says, no, I really ain't, I'm not worrying about marriage. I'm good with knowing that we're just together. Sounds good for some people, but on the aspect of big conversations like life insurance and you know, health restrictions and dealing with legal documentation. Y'all been together for 13 years. Y'all bought a house together. Y'all got a kid. And now here it is, the kid, you pass away. And now the mother and the child or the father and the child has to deal with trying to make up for your income. A life insurance policy is only to cover the expenses of where you stepped in at while you were here. Leaving that responsibility on somebody else after you're gone to figure it out, or even if you don't have a partner and now your your parent has to take on your child with no financial assistance when you could have just had a life insurance policy. Again, those are things that people don't ask and and not curious about in the beginning of even being friends. Are you really on the same page or you like the way they smile? That was sustainable enough for you. I get it. You're right. You're right. Because that smile is just unbelievable. The batting of those eyes. And And for most people, the sex was great. That's all that matters, right? wrong (laughs) wrong when do we realize that those things won't let you pass a certain point in the emergency room as they're heading your loved one to the operating room and needing permission from the closest relative now you sitting here been in this relationship for 13 years you got a kid and everything and they're like but are you married but is the mother here is the father here? You're looking like the family is nowhere in, nowhere in our lives. They don't even care about us. So now I know this person's wishes. As they're heading to the emergency room, to the OR, and I have no say in somebody who didn't even love them or maybe even loved our lifestyle gets to come in and say, no, don't do that. Do this. That is devastating most common in same-sex relationships but it happens in 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 every relationship like seriously 
is a harsh thing to do for people who really want to get married to sit across that table from someone who doesn't care to think about marriage or to think about getting a life insurance policy or to think about building an empire together. Sitting across from the table from someone who really wants those real answers and all you can give them is bare minimum. If you're going to give me bare minimum in the beginning, let's already shut this down. Don't waste my time. Seriously. We're pushing Leo season. (laughs) I am pushing in some more years, but pushing 40. I'm not trying to sit around and waste more time with someone that is unsure what they want, but yet they want to hold me captive all because they enjoy my company. I'm more than just company. And you should respect your partner enough to say that you are more than just company for me. That dag, when I wasn't even thinking about it, you came behind me and you put the top on the toothpaste. You turned down the stove so that we don't burn the house down. When I was irrational and going through the most and had the worst day, you sat there, rubbed my back and let me vent and was just an ear. Not so fast with a rebuttal to tell me what I should and should not do, but just at least listened. Value me enough that you can make that type of decision for me. That you really cared that much that you chose to know that I was someone to depend on, that I was reliable enough to be there for you. The hard questions, guys. Why are we not asking the real hard questions? Do you ever see yourself moving in together? How do you live? What are your morals? How were you brought up? Do you even have morals? What are your beliefs? Are you religious or are you spiritual? How do you feel about your body as a whole? What is your soul like? Are you a listener or are you a talker? Do you really hear me when I speak to you? Do you feel what I'm saying when I speak to you? But instead, we tend to ask the simple questions. What's your favorite color? What's your birthday? Where you live at? Oh, what you do? Oh, okay. Let's get past these basic questions and ask the real stuff. Before we start wasting our time off of a giggle here and there that someone can make us laugh over a telephone conversation. Come at me with something real. We should all be expecting. And you should, yes, expect to get what you ask for. There's truly compromise within a relationship, but when the pros outweigh the cons... We're on the right track. Think about it.